Welcome to Business Partner Partners. Today, we're talking to some folks that I've known for way too long at this point, um, who we talk about this a lot, but started around when I kind of was starting GOAT, and uh, it's been very interesting to follow the journey together, but we have Matt and Jen Moreau. So like 15 years, you can't say... 15 years. Okay. So you can't mm-hmm. say like way too long. Like People way will be like, that's two years. Yes, 15 years. Okay. I guess, yeah, 15 years. That feels appropriately long to <laughs> be like, oh, that's way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who we know before they got married yeah. is a long time. Yeah. 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 So, so we, we met you two before you were married. Yeah. yeah. We were just dating. So we've known each other for like, you know, a middle school child yeah. of time. So for longer, high school, <laughs> high school freshman, sophomore. Um, so Matt and Jen do a lot of things, but two businesses, and y'all can, we can get into the story, y'all can correct me, but Dapper Inc., custom printing design, and then Landmark Project, which is really cool as well. So uh, a lot of outdoor designs and apparel and national park really a lot more. I still think of t-shirts, but it's so much more now. So yeah, side note, Ryan swept up at that warehouse sale on Saturday. It's my full full wardrobe. I swept up for him actually. So and one thing I'll add before we get into it is that Matt and Jen are directly across the street from Mountain Goat. So that's also like a fun overlap. And so not only are they, but all of their staff. And yeah. so they're here a lot. Oh, it's the best part about being on this side of town. Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, and we're actually hosting a um, party with their staff and our staff this Friday night. So we're very intertwined, if that gives you any any sense of it. So we'll start off just by you guys telling us how, and I, I know I've gotten bit, bits and pieces of this, but how did you meet? And well, how long have you been together and how did you meet? <laughs> you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll... I'll kick it off the um we met in school and school being college and the uh I was a few years ahead of Jen and was sitting in like chemistry class one day which was a class that I did not have to take I just kind of wanted to see if I could do it and I had the electives but Jen was like if I'm going to come to school I'm going to be a prospective student and sit in all the classes that I think I'm going to fly through and see if they're going to be too easy for me so she's like (laughs) (laughs) wow but yeah no but uh Jen basically came in as a visitor and sat next to me and uh immediately I was like I'm just gonna unashamedly flirt with this person (laughs) so uh I thought I thought she was she was pretty cool and um we found that we had a mutual friend so, um, over the next like two years, I think like that we kind of had a little, th- a friend triangle where we would hang out and, and Jen would like develop an interest in art, which was my, uh, focus, my major. And then, um, yeah, we just kind of, as students grew closer and did the dating thing. Um, but I, I'm sure she could tell it a little bit more colorfully than I, I could. <laughs> I, we probably both have a similar but different memory of this. Yeah. It's, um, it's really not that different. <laughs> we met in college. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had a really good close circle of friends and started dating and uh, got married right after you finished grad school and after my senior year. Okay. So did you immediately think, mm, I'm kind of interested in Matt too, or was it like a, he's interested in you and you're like, mm, we'll see. You know, <laughs> Being 17, 18, and a fairly ambitious person, I did not have any interest in having a serious relationship. Yeah. Um, so I think that speaks to what a great person Matt is. Yeah. Because wasn't my plan. I really 
kind of had set, you know, higher education as a focus and, yeah. you know, just, it worked out. And honestly, Matt, I think the thing that just made me want to be with him, he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Good work, Matt. Mm, interesting. I guess we'll that's see on this podcast how <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Okay, great. Um, so what wedding anniversary are y'all on right now? June will be 16. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really making it. And so that is also very inspiring because you've been running a business together for how many years of those 16? <laughs> together, probably... 13? Yeah, 13 or so. Yeah. It's, it's a little hard to remember when Jen like officially yeah. came on board. Like it, you know, she was like, I'll help you for a while. That's right. how it started. And then, this is familiar. Right, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, you need somebody to like send emails properly and do your invoicing and yeah. and uh, allow me to focus on the screen printing and yeah. the artwork. So she came on board just like very part-time while she was still in school just okay. as a favor. Yeah. Um, and then I think, yeah, it was probably about three years in where she, Jen was like, you know, I think we have, we have a future here. Like yeah. this is, even I didn't ever expect to be screen printing still today, but uh, you know, we, we looked at all of our options and we, we realized what well, we love Greenville. We love this community. Mm-hmm. We want to stay here um, if possible. And then uh, we do like, whether we like it or not, we do actually have a business, mm-hmm. even though we didn't, we didn't start, we never had like a, a day where we we're like, let's start a business. No. Like it just, it just, so funny. yeah, it just happened. Yeah. And um, we joke about it because we probably wouldn't start a business today. Hmm. Like looking back and Interesting. like to do it right, to do it properly the hard way and and like it's at this point in time it's like I don't know that it seems like a lot of work yeah <laughs> but when you're young and when you're uh, you don't know what you're doing it's it's no work at all you just have to hustle a little bit yeah. and um well that's the very positive rosy side of it it also <laughs> was like 2008 2009 there weren't other jobs right yeah. you know like Matt in college started screen printing because students needed somebody to make t-shirts for them yeah. and so it was side money yeah. um and it was just a way to like you know make it through college so did you buy a screen printer or were you using one at school how are you how did you start screen printing uh, my very first like my in-school jobs when i was still in grad school i used the like art studio okay at that's you know that's on, on recording on now. campus You're at- this is on the record Oh, sorry. None of those faculty members are still there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they they killed the program. But the, um, you know, they had like very basic screen printing set up, just like so you could try it if you're curious about it. And uh, it's by no means sophisticated enough to run a business. So really meant to be more like fine art focus. Right. Uh, Right. But you know we. Be, being a resourceful person and <laughs> we're just like let's uh let's try just instead of curing the ink let's just try running it through the industrial hmm. clothes dryers and see if that is enough and it worked and we just we kind of ran it ran with that for yeah. a few years um and then when we moved the business to our home we did buy a little press and dryer and we set up uh, our very first print shop was in our house yeah. so we had a small six color press a small dryer mm-hmm. And um, a little TV mounted on the wall, and that's just where I lived. Yeah, <laughs> just it was literally next to the bedroom. So you get out of bed, you're in your screen print shop. Yeah, <laughs> the upstairs bathroom was our dark room and screen closet where we did all of our screen mm-hmm. making. Because you need it's a kind of, it's a photographic process, you, like kind of like developing film. Yeah. So, I feel like all I can think about now because of like the day and age we are with marketing and stuff is like the 
content opportunities that could have been of you waking up at like in your pajamas, like immediately just starting to like screen print your first shirt oh, yeah. in the morning. Oh, yeah. we, we missed out on TikTok fame. Yeah. That's okay. There's still time. It's funny though. I feel like now, you know, the, the business is very different and the space you're in is very different. And I feel like it's kind of like that. It's like, that's the glamour side of it is like back then and you would have been like, Oh man, it'd be cool to have this huge warehouse and this huge space. But like now people would like, oh wow, it's really cool that you start out of your house. But it was not glamorous at the not time. Um, I mean Oh, and, and the saddest thing is there's no photographic proof. Oh, oh like man. we yeah. have looked through every I guess it was like pre like and no smartphones really, right? Yeah. No, this there is early, early yeah, days. Like of really early. But we didn't have a culture of just hoarding photos. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get a camera out and take a right. photo of of Matt exactly. making shirts in your house. Like right. no one does that. Yeah. Wow, like, why so... would we take a picture of this? Why would we take a picture <laughs> yeah. of this? Right. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's... So nothing. Nothing. No. Wow. So we have lives we have, only in your memories. We have pictures of the house, but not the print shop. Yeah. It's like why wow. don't we just go upstairs and yeah. take a few more pictures? That's Man. great. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think I would love to know some stats of about Dapper Inc. Like um, how many staff you have and maybe so. I would, if you could give your like spiel of what Dapper Inc. is, mm-hmm. and then maybe some stats of the business. Yeah. Dapper Inc., traditional screen print and design shop, uh, making custom apparel for small businesses, swag uniforms. That's kind of been the core of the, the, the business itself for, I mean, since the beginning. Like some of our customers we've had since 2010, 2011, um, and have built really great relationships with them. So everything that you just would imagine from, oh, where'd you get that t-shirt? Well, mm-hmm. there's a screen print shop yeah. that takes your digital design, turns it into screens. Every single color that's on that t-shirt has to be a separate screen. And we have a, a, a press that sets it up. And you think about screen printing, you think about it like a stencil. Um, you've got a negative space where you actually flood it with ink, pushes through that negative space and leaves a design on the t-shirt. And then for every single color, you layer it up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the foundation of screen printing. Uh, so as far as operating here in Greenville, um, like I said, a lot of small business events, um, nonprofits, that's kind of the core. Um, Landmark Project, which is, you know, the kind of little spinoff and uh, we'll talk a little, little bit more. Little spinoff. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask that next, of like how that came about. Yeah, yeah, and well, because when it started, it was a tiny sure. spinoff, tiny, tiny spinoff, and we'll, we'll chat about that. It was a project. That. Yeah, it was a project. It was a side project. Yeah, absolutely. Never thought, just Aren't like. they always just a side That's project. the thing, like Dapper Inc. <laughs> and Landmark, we just never thought any of these would be the next thing. Yeah. I mean, for probably five years, we were kind of like, we'll do Dapper until... Yeah. So the next thing comes along, and then four or five years, and we're like, nah, I think I think we work here now. Yeah, <laughs> I think for, this is our job. For stats, you could say we are about like a thirty-five. Thirty-five, employees yeah. Right now, okay. we have a four-person leadership team, mm-hmm. and um, we we graduated from just like printing by hand in the house back in the day, to um, we have four large automated presses, mm. and. Um, each one of those has, you know, of course, a printer and like a printer's assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we run four huge automatic presses every day, and uh, you know, every week we make a couple thousand t-shirts or so. Yeah, yeah. Just on a on a good week, probably like close to six thousand. Wow. Shirts. And then, what's the size of your current warehouse office space? Um, without the office, we have fifteen thousand feet of warehouse slash print shop. Okay. Yeah. I have a technical question as you're just, you're talking about like the the way that you use the screens. 
so you, you get emailed a digital design and yeah. you're like, this is what we want on our t-shirt. How does it go from the digital design to the actual screen? Is that something that's... How are we across the street and you've never just walked over and looked at this? I don't know. I mean, but I could have seen... <laughs> they I do s- this all day. It's know, awesome. You would a, love it. I've seen a screen. Yeah. But I don't know. How is the screen created? Yeah. So when somebody sends us a digital file, um, usually we will take it into Adobe Illustrator and uh-huh. it needs to be a vector file and the simplest way of describing vector it's infinitely scalable mm. so it's not pixels where it gets fuzzy when you zoom in yeah and uh we will take for every color um we there's a rip program like this rip software yeah that will actually identify the different colors in the design and separate them out okay and we just have to we've got a technical designer where probably half her day mm-hmm. is just formatting these files mm-hmm. um and then you know they're saved in the cloud and then we have a um an actual machine that can read those files and create the screens. The screen making is is like the most mysterious process. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, you need to go watch it. So, the, and what would you what would you say the cloud is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the the um, uh, if you can you can cut this out if it gets too technical, but basically a screen is like a is a window screen or a screen door. It's just a yeah, mesh, yeah. and the mesh comes in various thicknesses and uh-huh. uh, allows different amounts of ink to pass through it but when you choose the appropriate mesh for the color you you coat it with this chemical that seals it like you coat the whole screen with this chemical and then nothing will pass through it because it's been blocked by the screen blocking chemical Um, but that chemical is photo um, reactive to where if you um, if you expose it to a light source it will harden permanently Hmm. And um, the area that's not exposed to a light source remains water-soluble. So which, what we do is we create a stencil, a black and white piece of film, lay it on the screen, yeah. shine a light on it. Anywhere where the light hits hardens that chemical. Anywhere where the stencil blocks it remains water-soluble, and then we just rinse it out. Gotcha. So we rinse it out in a giant sink, and then you see your image appear. And gotcha. that's how a screen is made. Um, once it's dry, you can pass ink through it. Yeah. So the, the blocker keeps the ink from going through where you don't want the um, ink to touch the shirt. Mm-hmm. And um, the negative space that's still available is your, is your graphic. And like Jen said, we have to make a screen for every color in the graphic. So yeah. when people do send us a picture of their cat off their phone, <laughs> it's impossible for us to print that yeah. um, using traditional screen printing methods. Unless because, it's a one-color cat. Uh, right. Unless it's a one-color <laughs> cat. A, if it's a black cat or an orange cat, then we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Solid black you cat. Need to go, you should go see it. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just intrigued by that. I wouldn't have actually gone and been like, let me look at the screen. It's, no, like, yeah. But you I've could. Seen, I've seen, <laughs> I've yeah, yeah, seen yeah. it happen many times. So non-screen question I have. So, you know, we've talked a little bit. This is like, so you went from your house to 25,000 square feet of warehouse. Like, mm-hmm. I'm curious for, maybe, and maybe this is different for each of you. Like, what was the point where you were like, oh, this is a, this is a real thing? Like, somewhere between there, obviously. But, like, was there a moment where you're like, oh. I think when we put business hours on our on our door, like. <laughs> on your, yeah. The door of your house? It, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and when we, when we uh, moved to our first, because this isn't our first move. Right. Yeah. We, of course, first moved to Stones Point, which right. was 1,700 square feet. Which probably wouldn't hold any of the presses you have now. Uh, it did hold one. It did one. one. Okay. It did hold one. And if you go get coffee at Methodical, there's still ink on the floor. <laughs> In the, in the back corner of that of Stones Point, you can still see the on that really nice terrazzo wow. floor. Yeah, there's, 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 some, there's still evidence of a screen print shop there. Some good Greenville history, right? Yeah, and then, uh, but that was 1,700 square feet, and then we moved to um, Hampton Station. We were one of the first tenants there, yeah, and that was 5,000 mm-hmm. square feet. So, 
this was our third move after leaving the house. Okay. Um, but when we first put like actual, because I think we, we rented Stones Point uh, before we even talked about like, well, who's going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll be printing in the back. You're do just we, worried yeah. about not right. being like, the house. Do we need not, to be, right. If yeah. we're going to have a commercial uh, business, do we need to be open, like have open hours yeah. and a business address? And so again, kind of like coming back to like, we didn't try to start a business. We were just trying to be resourceful. Yeah. And um, that's when I think I realized, look, oh, we have a, we have a business, we have a real yeah. thing. We need a, we need to treat this a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Also, a little background on Matt and Jen. What you need to know is, if you listen to our earlier episodes about GOAT and what GOAT is, um, it's, an, it's a ministry that works with at-risk youth in Greenville. When, it, when Brian first started in 2009, the only volunteers he had were <laughs> friends who were like, yeah, sure, I'll go get trained in how to guide rafts. And Matt and Jen jumped in and were they rode that bus and they guided some rafts down the, the Nantahala. So that we Early we days. really do go, do go back of uh, like our our businesses and mm-hmm. personal I guess endeavors intertwining. So that was just a fun little side note. Um, okay, so I want to talk more about like y'all two in the business as as partners. What do like what are I think I know a lot of this, but I want to hear it from y'all. What are the skills that each of you bring to the business, and kind of what is your defined role? What are your defined roles? And undefined roles. <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you know, Matt actually has a pretty nice description of it when people ask us that question. It's left brain, right brain. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, we just have different natural talents and mm-hmm. skills that end up working together pretty well uh, when they are managed in an environment that has a lot of accountability, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like other people in high levels of leadership. Yeah. Um, so I do think just our skill sets do complement each other. I mean, Matt is, you know, he would never say this, but I, I see him as infinitely creative. Yeah. I see him as always able to solve um, like a, a visual problem. Hmm. So whether that is, you know, putting pen to paper to actually be thinking through, um, you know, what's next year's design collection for the Landmark Project going to be, hmm. or that's doing, you know, industry research on you know color trends for three seasons from now like just watching Mm -hmm. him be able to evolve and step up to all of these challenges is just like it's mind-boggling to me i'm like how do you know to do these things (laughs) not to mention like uh until very recently he was also like our in-house builder so every time that something needed to be fixed (laughs) or needed to be built like he did all of that saving y'all so much money (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> if you look at it. If you look at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> With some creative accounts. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's just, that's the skill set that we need to really um, make that go along. But it does, it, it ends up creating chaos. I'll, yeah. I'll say yeah. that. And I think my skill set comes in and kind of managing the chaos. Yeah. Um, that is something that I like doing. And I think it's the reason why I got into a partnership with Matt in the very beginning is because I like making order out of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being able to take a whatever creative challenge has been created um, and make it so we can replicate it, make yeah. it so that you know we can live through this. Um, do you think that's an accurate description? Yeah, I, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> so, I, Jen undersells herself, though. I don't think the business would exist without her. Yeah. She does. She does gen- genuinely like have the respect of her other peers and like the trust of everybody and just like it's nice like I have total confidence coming to a meeting knowing that like Jen's gonna lead this meeting Mm -hmm. I just need to participate 
and yeah. um, like it allows me to focus on what I'm good at. It allows the other members of leadership to focus but on what they're good at. Mm -hmm. um, like neither of us should be doing the finances. Neither of us no. should be <laughs> accounting or operations. Like we, yeah. we we know what our skills are and we try to stay in our lane. And um, it's true that, yeah, left brain, right brain is the easiest way to think about it. And yeah. that's from day one. Like one of the reasons why Jen came in on day one just to help out part time and not necessarily join the business, but like, hey, I, you're my husband. I care about you. How about I, I do this? You know, like task sounds that, so that, very <laughs> familiar and um you know she was doing some of those left brain things that i just yeah. could not get to um and the, and the more she did the more i could focus on um like the creative growth the vision the designing the mark yeah. you know the marketing and, and things like that you need margin to create chaos yeah <laughs> you can't create itself so this is a good time to kind of go into then like describe the spinoff of landmark and what it is now so for, for Landmark, we, you know, like you said, we volunteered with Goat in the day. Not so much because we loved Goat. I mean, we did love Goat, but like we love being outside. We love, yeah. we love the idea of, um, you know, spending a day where most people are in the office. Like, actually, we can be doing something. Like, we're self-employed. Why don't we yeah. take, that, take advantage of that, do something meaningful, and, um, you know, we'll get the hours at night or over the oh, weekend, we like everybody, everybody, like not worried about y'all getting the hours. <laughs> my press is next to my bed. I can right. Do what I want right. Every day. So like during the day, if we have an opportunity, like we might not have opportunities like this forever to go like volunteer, yeah. um, be outside, learn something new, spend a day on the river and, um, be with cool people. You guys like, that was really cool to meet you. We, we absolutely look up to you and all the stuff that you've created. I hope. You know, if the tables were turned, we could easily be interviewing you right now. 100%. But um, the, so like we were outdoor enthusiasts. We always, you know, spend our free time being outside. In the South, you can kind of do that year round. There's yeah. mm -hmm. all sorts of fun stuff to do. So about six years into the business, we were hitting our first ceiling and we had moved out of the house by then mm -hmm. and just barely. I mean, we were pretty new into Stones Point. Yeah. And, um, just it was like that first ceiling hit hard because I realized like I went you know I studied art went to grad school and I'm just here printing people's mm -hmm. like family reunion t-shirts over and over and over again yeah. and um redrawing poor art yeah and and yeah. not that like we didn't appreciate our clients but yeah. it, cer it certainly didn't feel like our calling yeah right and um Jen being you know the order maker out of chaos she realized what was happening <laughs> And saw a little bit of this like frustration that mm -hmm. we were experiencing. Jen recommended you should just, you know, do a personal project and get yeah. back to mm -hmm. what you really love doing. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, I wasn't doing any artwork just for the sake of for, for myself. Yeah. Um, so I thought about it and uh, I came up with this idea like, you know what? There's no cool like T-shirts for our local state parks and landmarks and forests and and so the local outdoor enthusiasts like I would love to create something that has these parks on it something for friends to wear to give away to just have a little fun with and to show off as a like 
a version of your creativity in the front of the shop. Because like the, fr- yeah. the shop has a little showroom yeah. and, you mm-hmm. know, if people want to hire us to do really cool things. Because at the time we were just thinking, you know, just we can also make your artwork. <laughs> yeah. Also, just a side note, the landmarkproject.com if you want to look at this while we're talking about it. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> Thanks. The, uh, <laughs> but Jen's right. There, there is, we did have a little bit of a retail component in the front of the shop and didn't really have a vision for it being more than that. Um, and then uh, Jen's other job, she's one of the directors of Indie Craft Parade, mm-hmm. which is a, a local um, handmade art festival here in town. Happens Could also to... be another podcast. Could yes. be, I mean, yeah. we're basically sister partners. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's been doing that for going on, what, 13 years now mm-hmm. also. Wow, it's and not long. It's, yeah. it's been around for a while. Wow. Yeah. But um, at one, one year, Jen came to me and she's like, you know, we don't have a lot of t-shirt or apparel people. Like mm. there's not, there's not really, um, any applications for this type of booth this year. So, uh, she very kindly said like, Hey, if you'd like to do this, mm. we'd appreciate it. And, um, you know, it would just make for a fun booth at the show. And I think yeah. Landmark would do really well at the time we were calling it like Dapper Inc.'s landmarked project. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, or landmark collection, yeah. I think what I think it was. Exactly what it was. Right, yeah. yeah. And um, it was still all under one brand. But I, I was very hesitant at first because we're like, oh, I don't know, it seems like a lot of work. And then, um, yeah, and then, you know, curiosity got the best of me. I'm like, what, what if it does? What if it does do well? What if yeah. people like these shirts? And again, no real vision for it being more than a local brand. Yeah. And um, at Indie Craft Parade, the shirts did really well. We sold out you know, everything we brought. And we also met uh, a friend who's another like household name in Greenville. So Uh this is where we met David Baker for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, at the time, David was working as a rep in in the outdoor industry. And he he came by the booth and he's like, and we had known him, but he's like, hey, what if, would you would you be interested in seeing like if I took the, some of these t-shirts to some of the stores on my route and just see what, see what, like what they think about him. So I, I told David, I was like, yeah, knock yourself out. Go yeah. for it. You know, and um, he came he came back like a few weeks later with purchase orders. And that had I to think, look up what that means. Yeah. <laughs> What's a purchase order? What's a purchase order? <laughs> wow. What is the cloud? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so like, ah, I guess people want to buy these T-shirts from us. And we, we, start, wow. we started making them. And, and it was only about a year in to, to selling them to wholesale accounts where we realized, all right, the... The 100-year anniversary of the National Park Service is um, coming up in 2016. And for the centennial, we probably should create some national park designs. Yeah. So we thought about the national parks that we visited and our experiences in those parks and decided, like, well, let's start start there. They're they're pretty popular ones. And we made um, probably about half a dozen, you know, maybe ten national parks and um that that would be when i would would say we like first started the brand officially because we had a website for it we were selling t-shirts you know across the u.s and um that is also shortly before we got a cold call email from the buyers at rei yeah and little little mom and pop shop little mom and Um, like our wholesale, our wholesale environment was still really small. Like we didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of accounts, but I think somehow we, you know, popped up on the radar of the buyers, and they weren't looking for anything big. They were just like, "Hey, we'd like to put you in in some local, yeah, small, you know, some of our little lo- local stores, our flagship stores." Yeah. 
and um, that was that was a cool day. Like we, That's of course, awesome. were like, oh, are we could we do that? Is that even yeah. possible? <laughs> um, but at this at that point in the game, we were we were probably up to a dozen staff or so. So okay. we you know we had grown a little bit, and the brand had grown a little bit as well. So, um, but honestly, the you know kind of like fast forwarding through history, like the landmark project has really grown a lot faster than mm. Dapper Inc. But the two are mutually dependent. Like we yeah. need mm-hmm. we need Dapper Inc. to make landmark work and mm. Dapper Inc. needs landmark to work. So like the the businesses rely on each other and they, they have a, a really nice symbiotic relationship. Um, most of our staff works on both businesses. Yeah. It's okay. not no, uh-huh. there are very few people that just have like a landmark email address or a Dapper Inc. email address. Yeah. So um, and that would include us. Like we, yes. we still very much wear like Jen and I both have the privilege of having two email addresses to keep up with. Because, <laughs> the privilege, right? right. I love Congratulations, that. guys! You could just do like Ryan and just like not respond to yours, and then they write to mine, and they're like, "I wrote to Ryan at Mountain Grove <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it. Let's okay, so well, first of all, I like to say I love that it kept the name the Landmark Project. For multiple reasons, but that it was like, it stays true to the fact that it like really did start as a project. So my follow-up question to that is, will there be another project coming out of Dapper Inc.? Has there ever been talks? Jen's face is twitching. (laughs) Have there ever been talks or like even ideas that you're like, nah, we're not going to do that. But you're like, hmm, what if we did another spinoff and we did, I don't know, theme parks, you know, like... I'm that's sure Matt a, has no ideas. That's a no bad example. So you, you may not realize this, but we did just launch GreenvilleTees.com. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Just so yes, we uh, <laughs> funny, funny story. We Greenville Tea Project. No, just <laughs> but I can't think I've seen that. But I don't. I'm embarrassed to say I don't. I didn't know that was y'all. Oh yeah. So we had the we have it's Dapper Eeks Greenville Tees.com. <laughs> by Dapper. By Dapper. <laughs> Uh, this one was just kind of a bird in the hand scenario. We had all the shirts, we had the designs, we just use them for events. I think you were just saying, I think I just thought like, we are calling these our Greenville tees. And I was like, yeah, y'all have Greenville tees. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize this was like, okay, a thing, like a Greenville Well, tees. and it's, it's, the, that's the thing. It's really not, it's yeah. really, <laughs> part of, it's really part of Dapper Inc, but it's our first, it's the first way people can actually buy these online. They've yeah. never been an online product before. Yeah. Everybody. We have a lot of customer service emails asking us, like, hey, where can I get those Greenville yeah. shirts that I see at the downtown festivals? Yeah. We're like, you can get them at the festivals. That's, <laughs> like, that's it. And, um, you know, we, we no longer have a retail presence in our shop. So, right. like, our shop is strictly, like, this is where we print shirts. This is where our offices are. Don't come looking to buy a shirt yeah. by coming to our shop. So, um, Do you still have people that wander in, though, that want to buy a shirt? Sure. Yeah. yeah it happens. Um, and... Now we have a place to direct them to the yeah. internet and uh, they can, you know, see what's available, yeah. shop designs, add the cart, nice. really simple. And um, it's it's funny, like we, we still don't have a way for them to like pick up in store. We yeah. just don't have the staffing for, for it. Our hours are weird. Yeah. Um, so we have a free shipping policy. Like if, if you're a Greenville local, you just put in GV local yeah. at, in your cart and you just get free shipping. So yeah. we just send it to you for free. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But it's it's been. I'm gonna get so know. many things shipped across the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, we we need to pick up the conversation about having goat be a pickup spot because then people can buy a shirt, they can pick it up here, and they can get a coffee while they're here. I love that. Yeah, we'll be like um, 
staples, you like get a 15% off if you pick up your, pick up your tea in, mm. in Mountain Goat. Yeah. Staples. We'll come back to that. We'll <laughs> staples is now doing returns. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Whatever. Okay. What is y'all's day-to-day communication style? Are y'all blowing up each other's phones every day? Are you close <laughs> enough that you're just like constantly communicating? Are you like, don't talk to me till 5 p.m.? L- little bit of everything. Yeah. Kind of depends on the day. Um, I'm in an... I'm in an interesting situation right now. Um, my current role, the thing I spend most of my time on, uh, I lead both the sales teams for Dapper Inc. and the Landmark Project. And that is one of the few positions that really is like split focus. Um, they don't intermingle or like crossover. I mean, we, we do exchange clients every yeah. once in a while because there will be somebody who contacts Landmark Project and is like, oh, hey, can you guys do something for us? And they go, let me send you over to our customer, yeah. Dapper Inc. And so there is some of that crossover, but for the most part, like it's two very separate teams with different processes, different client bases, things like that. Um, so, and, and our building is also weird where um, our office teams are, they have to be split on two floors just because of the way that the building is laid out and like there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. So the Dapper Inc. sales team's downstairs because they also help with in-person customer pickups and meetings and the Landmark uh, sales teams upstairs. I'm sorry, this is really boring. <laughs> no, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm picturing in my brain. Yes, like excellent. Yeah. And you turn the corner yeah. and you go up seven steps, turn another corner. <laughs> Reach out your hands and someone will grab it and guide you in. <laughs> um, so I spend two days a week downstairs, two days a week upstairs. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That's a good payoff for the, the story about why everything's <laughs> Okay. Two days here, good. Two days I'm glad. It's good. <laughs> um, so... When I'm upstairs, I sit next to Matt, um, who has a very strong game face when he is working on a project, yeah. and I just know, I'm just going to send you a text, yeah. and you will respond when you respond. Yeah. Um, and then if I'm downstairs, it can be any number of things. Usually if I'm downstairs, I come upstairs with a list, and I just try to hit everybody up there. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> once. That's pretty good. Not by, by game face, she means I'm just sitting at my desk mouth breathing. <laughs> mouth breathing. I'm just very focused on, on a piece of artwork or a, I don't know, marketing campaign. Okay, yeah. this yeah. is a weird shoot off, but have you heard about mouth taping? Apparently there's some extreme benefits from breathing through your nose and people do it at night. There's a brand called Hostage Tape. Are you literally? I know it's a really bad name, but you won't forget it. You tape your mouth shut at night, so you're only breathing through your nose. It helps you with snoring, and also is like supposed to have all these benefits. Anyways, people are starting to do it during the day, like when they're playing sports or when they're working. So when you say mouth breathing, maybe you should try some hostage (laughs) tape. So are you are you an affiliate of hostage tape? And if you go to hostagetape.com and use my code, the more people that sign up, the more Chrissy makes. It's totally legit. We're actually um, we're actually fueled and sponsored by Chomps. So. You got it in there. Anyways, mouth breathing. Anything you want to mention about the communication style or, or ways that have been effective for y'all? I think I think we're really good at, um, I don't know, like not seeing each other at work and staying in our lanes. I know yeah. that, that sounds a little funny, but like when Jen, Jen has a job to do that I don't want to get involved with. Like yeah. it's, it's her own thing. She's got her own agenda for the day. Um, You're like, and, don't make eye contact. She'll ask me for something. And, and likewise. <laughs> 100%. Like... You, it's not uncommon for the first time for us to talk since we arrived at work. Was a te- It's like a text message at 11.30 that says, like, I'm starving. Can we, can we, can we go to lunch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll typically uh, just, like, start coordinating lunch, and then we'll get back to work after yeah. lunch. And then, again, like, 5.30 comes along. We're like, 
Time to go. I actually <laughs> like this question. Do y'all go to lunch most days or do you bring your own lunch? We go home. We're close enough. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was a pandemic move that just didn't go away. Yeah. Nice. We used to go out to lunch all the time. Yeah. So we were next to a restaurant and then, um, yeah. yeah, we just realized like we have like a nice little porch at home that yeah. we can sit and have a, a pre-made bowl of soup that yeah. we, we make in batches on Sunday. So yeah. it's like lunch is figured out for the week. We, yeah. We spend no mental energy on lunch. That's just, really yeah. smart. I was actually talking to the Ryan about this. I don't spend this. any mental energy on lunch either. I was talking to Ryan about this because a lot of days he'll come home and be like, this is the first meal I've eaten all day. And I'm like, well, you're dumb because that's your own fault. And I'm like, there's so many solutions to this. I love that Matt and Jen are like, oh, we go eat on our porch together. And you're like, you're dumb. You don't eat anything. So, Ryan, so our working relationship is so healthy. So Ryan walked to Publix yesterday and bought like, 10 packs of like the tuna bags that you can rip open and just like a, sit there and eat your desk. spork included in them, so I don't even have to... You know how much you're paying for that spork? The same as the ones without the spork. You're just a lifelong dirt bag. <laughs> like, I mean, if he were to have like... That's going to be on his tombstone. Well, Ryan I, McCreary, I lifelong wanna, dirt bag. I want to eat sardines, but I'm in an office now and I feel bad mm-hmm. eating oh, sardines. Oh, tuna's so much nicer. Just, just, don't, just don't microwave the sardines. It doesn't stink up the whole office. Yeah. Okay. What is going back? That was my, that was my tangent. What is a lesson that you've learned about working together that you feel like could span across any industry of, of a couple working together? Hmm. Have you learned anything? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I think, I think I, I would say that like, I know a lot of people who have tried it, who have done it successfully and also who have decided not to do it. And I think that my lesson I think that or just to encourage other people like if it's not for you that's fine it yeah. doesn't mean you're like your relationship's bad it's just right. like some people yeah. can do it some people don't there's everybody has different personalities yeah. and um, you I know, think that's encouraging to say right. because yeah. I think a lot of couples would be like is it bad that I don't want to work with my spouse no. or partner no. and, yeah I yeah. like that you said that that brings up an interesting thing I think of a lot of the people we've talked to like couples we've talked to about this for the podcast most have been accidental yeah mm-hmm like, I don't think we've talked to anyone yet that's like, we're going to start a business together yeah. as a couple. Interesting. We were also 22 and 24. <laughs> yeah. 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 true. Yeah. And I also so think, wise. I think like, it, it, it's also guaranteed, like, you're going to have some, like, challenges, oh, right? Sure. And yeah. I think that it's healthy to remember, like, every time you, a challenge comes up and it hurts and you just look back and think like, well, this has happened before and yeah. it's just a season, like... Yeah. Like, I still love this person. I still want to work with this person. It's just like, we got, we got to wake up tomorrow and try again. And yeah. it's, it's always worth it. You can always get to the other side of it. Um, I mean, we've had little mantras along the way that have like sustained us for two, three years at a time when it gets really, really hard. Yeah. What are some examples of this? You know, like we would have, we would just have a full on fight. Like we'd get home. It was so stressful. And by getting home, it's like getting home at 11 PM, yeah. you know, and you got to be back in the office the next morning. Oh. And yes, I am going to bring up right now all of yeah. the things that we need to be talking about. Um, cause you know, I'm jazzed and ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And, um, after you know, having some really hard discussions over the years, like we're not okay. Like we're yeah. not happy. Yeah. Like we're not ready to just go to bed and everything's fine. Yeah. But we would just say to each other, like, I don't like where we're at, but I know we're on the same team. So yeah. like, we'll be fine. Not fine right now, but we are on the same team. So like, let's just remember we're on the same team. Yeah. And yeah, we don't have to say that to each other nearly as much now. (laughs) Um, and there's been other things, you know, I think right now it's like, well, you got to get off the mountain because you got to get off the mountain. You (laughs) will because you have to do it. Yeah. You can do it because you have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Hmm. 
We hike a lot together too. <laughs> yeah, so many, so many crossovers. <laughs> we find ourselves in one of those like my, my knees hurt and I'm out of ibuprofen, and it's like you know, it's like the only way off is to to finish it. You know, it's like we gotta get, we gotta do it. So, so what do you think you would tell your 2007 selves? So right before you start, because I think 2007 is when it all started, right? It started going. Debra, according to your website, 2007 mm-hmm. established. According to your website. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did my research. <laughs> what would you tell yourselves then? Hmm. We probably have. I, I would say, I mean, I feel like this is something I learned relatively early on. Um, just having to live through the life transition of, okay, I guess I'm, I guess this is what we do now. Yeah. Just get comfortable making choices and knowing that those those choices um, will mean you can't do everything, mm. but it's okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't want to be the the salesperson for Dapper Inc. Like that wasn't my plan. I've got yeah. two degrees in history. Yeah, I wanted to be a teacher, mm-hmm. and that just wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. like it just I by the time I finished grad school, I was like I can't do nine more years of this and get a PhD. Yeah, you know, like that just I just I knew I knew that wasn't gonna be the yeah. case. And Matt had a job for me. Yeah. And that was a really hard transition. Sure. Um, but a couple of years in, I just was like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop thinking about the, all those other things that I could be doing. The what ifs. The yeah. what ifs. I have gotta let those go. And so, just get comfortable making choices, knowing that maybe you won't always make the right one, but a lot of times you will. Yeah. Like yeah. you will make good choices if you, and if you just if you just stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. I do think a lot of people ask us, like, how did you do this? And it's like, well, we just did it. Like, <laughs> day by day. We did it because we didn't go do something else yeah. at, as soon as it got hard. And yes. that's, I think that's what, you know, like we, if you were to ask, like, for, for me to answer the same question that Jen asked, I cannot be nearly as eloquent as that. Like, my thought was like, I would just tell myself to buy stock in Apple. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but the... Uh, Which would also be a good right? position you would put yourself in. Because... Right, right. No, the, um, you know, for more, on a more technical note, I would have said, um, you know, keep your product line a little bit, like, more streamlined. Like, mm. I feel like one of the things that's hurting us today is just like we have so many products. We yeah. have like so many SKUs and each one of those takes maintenance yeah. and it's using a lot of bandwidth. There's still nice products and we like them, but like we had this dream of like, we'll have a t-shirt for every national park. Yeah. Whoever's listening, if you wanted us to do that, I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not at all at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. keeping 63 t-shirts in stock in every size. Oh, yeah. Um, and you only have the bandwidth to do like three new designs a year. Yeah. For na- national parks. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're like, yeah, because you have to do all the other designs. <laughs> right. There's lots of designs that aren't national parks, but yeah, you know, we're no longer like a national park specific brand. We yeah. have yeah. state forests and mm-hmm. you know, wild and scenic rivers and smoky bear and woodsy owl and ranger yeah. Rick and all these like other nonprofit partnerships. And we, yeah, realize... it's a lot more like conservation focused now That's than it cool. is and just there's travel. A lot of, and there's a lot of just like landmark stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like kind of branded, low branded. Yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. um, but the, you know, the, like the mass appeal designs, those like we could sell Grand Canyon t-shirts to people who've been to Grand Canyon. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, if you've never been there, you're not just going to pick up a $35 shirt. Yeah. So, but if you, you know, design for the masses, design for people like everybody and anybody, wherever they live in the U S whatever, you know, age they are and wherever they travel, like this, this t-shirt could be appealing to them. 
that is going to outsell any yeah. single national park. Yeah. yeah. So if we're going to stock our shelves, our limited shelf space, um, with anything, it's going to be more of that physical kind of and digital. Physical and digital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would also um, I would also have told myself like jump in on the cheap traffic when mm. like back in the day when like mm. you could buy ads. Yeah. And like yeah. the internet and internet wasn't so noisy. I would have spent a lot of money advertising. Hmm. Um, but we actually didn't start doing that till like a lot more players became mainstream to hmm. to buy social media ads, to buy Google ads, and that just wasn't an occurrence because again we didn't think we were starting a brand. Yeah. Right. We were just like, let's just sell this locally to France. <laughs> Word of mouth has always done well for us. Yeah. Um, but you know, now that we look at see like, oh, we've got this brand that's recognized across the country. Man, how big could it have been if we were owning the ad space back in the day when it was fairly new? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I think that just answered my next question was, what's something you would do differently in your business and that you can't turn back now? You can't go back in time and make ads in 2010. But I think that's a that's an interesting yeah. insight. Yeah. All right. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up, but I got a um a couple of like quick fire questions for y'all. Which product collaboration or just individual standalone design or line are you most proud of? And this can be for each of you individually. Hmm. We've given back the most money through Smokey Bear. Okay. Yeah. And I think I'm also most proud of Smokey Bear because when we started doing Smokey, he was not like, you know, he's almost 80 years old now, but like he was not part of the mainstream outdoor industry. Yeah. Yeah. uh, we brought Smokey back. That's awesome. And we were the first person to do it for, um, you know, the big outdoor retail crowd. And all of a sudden, years later, you see, like, other brands starting to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, Smokey, Smokey's relevant again. Um, not just because wildfires are, are just getting worse every yeah. year. But, like, um, there's there's a nostalgia. People recognize. Like, yeah. like I said earlier, there's that, like, yeah. mass appeal to, to Smokey. So we've raised, like... Six hundred fifty thousand dollars for awesome. wildfire wow. prevention at this point, awesome. and it's you know through our like partners like REI and our wholesale partners, but also just the general public loves Smokey. Yeah, I'm bringing Smokey back. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. You, you did not. <laughs> I did. As soon as he said that, I knew you were gonna do that. I mean, it's too perfect. Okay, what about you, Jen? There's very few projects that I'm mostly or solely responsible for. Yeah. Um, I have to work with so many people in the business so but one of the very few things that um, I keep going is the relationship that we have with the city of Greenville yeah Yeah. Um, and so we do big festivals with them and do merchandise partnerships Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's a relationship I manage and I really really love it Um, Greenville has just been so good to us I don't know I don't know how difficult it would be to start a small business now yeah Yeah. Um, it's really noisy there's just Local, I feel like, means something different now than it did 15 years ago, which probably is different than 30 years ago. Um, But I feel, like, really lucky that we started when we did and that we had so much local support. And people, I mean, I think a lot of people chose to do screen print work with us because we were the kids in town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that feels really, really special. (laughs) So the fact that, like, we now have a really good working relationship with the city for their big events. They're just fun. That's it's cool. it's a really nice break from the day to day. So yeah. I, I would say that's, that's probably what I'm most proud of. All right. Last question. When's the last time you actually screen printed a t-shirt? I print, I printed shirts like two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Artisphere earlier this year. Okay. So <laughs> I love to know that, you know, just as businesses grow, you stop doing everything. You cannot do everything, but it's good to know that you got to, 
you kind of get your hands. It's good in to that remind stuff. our employees like we still know how to do this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we got this. Yeah, we got this. You probably would, you probably would have thought it was crazy years ago if that was like recent. If you're like, oh, I printed t-shirts two weeks ago, so that's like pretty recent. Like yeah. back in the day, right, when you're right. doing it every day. I will say two weeks ago, but like before that, it was probably a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so glad I did it two weeks ago, so I can answer that. Thankfully, like I'm, I'm not the best printer in the room. And even the, the technology has like grown beyond what I remember. You know, like they're doing things differently than the way I did it now. That's but wild. I, I still know how to put a t-shirt on the press and, <laughs> yeah. and pull a squeegee over the screen. So, yeah. You make it sound so easy. It's not. Um, all right. Well, thank y'all so much for your time and coming on and chatting with us. And um, you can find their products at dapperinc.com and thelandmarkproject.com. Thanks, man, Jen. Thank you. Of course. Thank, thank you, you guys. Bye.